Trash Can presents Getting Stalled a Mixtape. Yo, 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 man. Yo, 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 bro. Are you, uh, hey, are you trying to check out my mixtape? My boy, Little Trail Mix, he on that track. He be spitting them hot beats, bro. Check this out. Check this out. Well, I was actually going to go to the Starbucks across the road and get me a venti iced uh, mocha latte and because uh, I just got my grocery shopping done, and I really wasn't planning on buying any music or anything today. Yeah, man, you need this track, bro. Bump that coffee, bro. You need to put this on. This is going to change your life, man. This is going to be a spiritual experience for you, bro. You're going to have your life changed. Well, my therapist did say I should try some, some new things, so... Maybe if it is life changing, maybe I should change, you know, change my life and listen to it. So, you know what? How, you know, I, I, I will listen to it. Thank you very much. Yo, 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 big man, big man. That's going to be 10 bucks. That's going to be 10 bucks. You think that was free? Oh, yeah. You made it out like it was going to be free. And it's just something I can listen to. Nah, homie, there ain't nothing in life free. The only thing that's free is death and taxes, my man. So, nah, cop that $10 up. It's going to be worth it, though. It's going to be worth it. Okay, well, I guess I guess that makes sense. I'll go ahead and cough it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, here's your $10, sir. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. God bless you, man. God bless you. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to my car, and I'm going to listen to this right now. I want to change my life. Maybe maybe it'll it'll make me, uh, make me rich, rich and famous, rich and famous. Let's go ahead and pop this thing in and see what it sounds like. Yeah, boy, this little trail mix on the track. Yeah, spitting them flows. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, little big bird on the track, too. Booty time. Booty time. Booty time. Booty time. Booty time. Booty time. All I'm saying is paper. Paper, paper, paper. I love that paper. Paper, paper, paper. Yeah, paper. Get that paper. Booty time. Little trail mix. Paper, paper, paper. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, buddy, it is almost August when we release this episode. It'll be the last day of July. So long, summer. So long, summer. Well, we can't really say that in Texas because it's still smeltering hot. In fact, August probably gonna be the hottest month this year, of the year here, so it's about to be. Ru- Don't stay. I'm that. just saying, man. Look, the farmer's almanac. That's what it's saying. Okay. Well, uh, welcome back to uh, the Donut Box Podcast. Hope you guys have been having a great week. Uh, I'm Chris, and this is Micah. We are welcoming all those that are returning for listening to the Donut Box Podcast. We got some great listeners. We've been hitting the Middle East pretty good. Um, hitting Australia. Pretty good. Where else have we been hitting? So we got the West Coast, right? We got Oregon, California, even in Nevada. I tell you what, we, you know, our home state of Texas, we really got to shout them out. Oklahoma, New Mexico, all the surrounding states pretty much. You know, we even got Mississippi all the way into Georgia, Florida, all the way up to Virginia. And then we got our, you know, I can't miss our Midwest states, Iowa, Ohio, Indiana, Let's see, there's Kansas. Man, we got so many of them in there. Um, I'm trying to think. Did I already say Iowa? Yeah, I already said Yeah, Iowa. you said Iowa. But, yeah, we're so glad that you guys are with us on this journey. So let's kick it off with the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, last week, we talked about Boot Camp Part 1. This week, we're going to talk about Boot Camp Part 2. And if you missed Part 1, 
we used to work for a company. Uh, we shall not say their name. It's kind of like Voldemort. He that shall not be named. Again, it's it's also like Beetlejuice. If you say it three times, you might have to go back and work there. Yes. So we call it Boot Corral. And while working at Boot Corral, whenever they opened up new stores, they would have these boot camps where the store would get built and restocked. And different stores would go and help out. And Mike and I have both been on one of those boot camps. Actually, several, several of them. Um, and we're going to tell you some stories from boot camp because I have an ex- interesting one of where I got kicked out of my hotel room involuntarily. Uh, it was not my choice. Yeah, we've all had a few of those in there. And, you know, these are all the stories that um, are really just... I don't know. Some some of it are is fun, and then some of it's like, yeah, not so much. So, Chris, which one do you want to start off with, man? Well, we'll tell uh, the first one of my first boot camp that I went to was in El Paso. El Paso is a rough town, man. It's right there on the border of Texas and Mexico. But I will tell you, it's the best Mexican food you ever have eaten in your life i heard it's not as bad as it used to be i've heard it's kind of settled down a little bit yeah i heard there's a lot of industry that's moved in there and then of course the military base has kind of helped it out from what i've heard too so el paso was my first boot camp and it was actually kind of cool because a lot of the factories that make boots are down there and so it was really cool to see that uh but when i went down there it was my first one and um i didn't really know what to expect and we had the amarillo store helping us out We went down there together, and there was a guy named Caveman, and you'll hear Caveman stories in a little bit. Um, We shall not name his name, but I call him Caveman because the dude was just hairy. He looked like... Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, I hate to say the Lord's man in vain. Sorry, Lord, but I tell you what. This dude was hairy. He was like... You you have ever seen those like werewolf men? Not quite that hairy, but maybe just the scale down from that. It was like remember when Geico used to have those caveman commercials? They were like so yeah. easy a caveman <laughs> could do it, and uh, they had caveman. But that's what this dude looked like, like appearance wise. And so we went down there, and I remember um, the boss had given us a task of trying to figure out where to put these fixtures, and um, the truck showed up with all the freight. And the ladies were unloading the freight, and uh, I we were just sitting there watching them. And it was Caveman and this other guy named Scotty. I'll say his name. And Scotty had just gotten fresh out of uh, jail. Um, and so we were just standing there, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should go help them. And I started to go over there and help them. And Caveman was like, dude, what are you doing? He was like, don't go over there. He was like, you're going to make us all look bad. He was like, I'm not going to have you show me up. And it was just kind of like in a threatening manner. And I was like, oh, okay. This is my first boot camp. Uh, K-Man has been here before, so I guess it's okay. Well, I got in trouble because the store manager of El Paso saw what happened. And, I mean, he was in the right. I should have went over there and helped them. And he yelled at us and was like, was like, you let those ladies unload that truck by themselves. And of course you can't just be like, well, he told me not to, because that sounds like you're the like the tattletale and you're like third grade. But I got chewed out and I don't know what it was about Scotty, but there was this um there was this lady there and she was like she had green eyes and I remember uh the regional manager called her Snake Eyes because she had green eyes and he was like, Hey Snake Eyes and he would always call her that but Snake Eyes and Scotty had a little thing going on, but Snake Eyes was in a relationship with uh, her baby daddy, and I remember just hearing them talking about how they were going to see each other, and I was just kind of caught up in it. 
uh, caught up in their gossip. You know, when you're sitting there eight hours a day, stocking boots, you just kind of entertain yourself. And that was my entertainment. But yeah, I got I got in big trouble. Uh, and I remember uh, the boss that I worked for, he wasn't too mad about it. But he was like, yeah, you should just went over there. But he didn't yell at me, which was very surprising. I thought he would have yelled yeah, at me. Yeah, it was weird. So that main boss, and we've talked about him before um, from our home store and everything. He uh, he was, like, really hardcore on us when he was, you know, back in our own store. But when we were outside of the store, it was almost like we were equals. He didn't really, I don't know, he never, like, yelled at me or he never really, like, got on to me at all when we were out of town. It was actually pleasant being with him because he was more like a buddy than your boss. He was kind of cool. Like he was cool to hang with and he was like actually nice and he wasn't a jerk. Maybe just being at the store made him a jerk and maybe he had a lot of pressure or what. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when he's away from responsibility, it it doesn't really matter. Right. I, I don't know. But, um, more story about caveman. So caveman, he was also quite annoying. And I mean, Man, he probably had, what, two brain cells to rub together between all that hair. I'll tell you that much. He literally was not a very smart dude at all. And um, so and when I say he was annoying, like, how, how would you explain it, Chris? Kind of like what you were talking about there. There was a lot of times he would screw up, right, and he would mess up. And he was never really accountable for his own actions, but he would somehow drag you down with him, right? And a lot of the times it's because you were in projects with him or you were having to, uh, if we're being honest, monitor him or watch him and make sure that he's doing it correctly. I don't know if you ever had to, you were more of the like stalking side of things, like getting all the product in. Oh, no. I had to be on a couple of projects with Caveman, uh, and I think they did that on purpose, but I was like, man, I don't really know what I'm doing. This is like your seventh boot camp. This is my first. Um, but yeah, it was like hanging out with a seventh with your seventh grade buddy that just keeps getting you into trouble. That's what it was like. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I tell you this much. So there was, um, just like Chris had said, I was inadvertently... I uh, kicked out of my room, came came back one day with the sock on the door. And when you're staying at a hotel um, with all the rooms booked and primarily it's all, you know, the other folks from the company, where, where are you going to go stay? Where are you going to go stay? I felt like Michael Scott. I went and hung out in the little room with the, with the ice and the, like, soda. And then I went downstairs and talked to <laughs> – uh, there was a front desk person anyways – went and talked with them like for a long time, but you just sitting like waiting. So that pissed me off. Then the very next morning I wake up and he had showered before I had, and you got to think we're working 12, 14 hour days and we're, this is weeks on end that you're spending in a hotel room with, with this guy. He already doesn't smell great a ton. And you know, you finally get into the room and shower to get ready for this shift. And like the whole tub was just hair. Like, I remember it was just, like, standing on a carpet of this dude's hair. And, bro, I, I lost it. I lost it. And so, me and a few other dudes, we conspired because he was taking everybody else off, too. You know, because he had so much hair, we went down to the Walgreens and we got Nair. Now, do you know what Nair is? Nair is basically, like, you spray it and it just melts the hair off, pretty much. Have you? And so, essentially, we bought that. And, um... We waited for him to fall asleep, and he was laying face down. And so we went in there, and we kindly woke him up in the middle of the night by spraying Nair on his back and getting rid of a lot of that hair. Not exactly the best of things, but boy, was it fun and satisfying. 
but that's uh that was our entertainment like that's that's what we did for fun well i don't know what it was about caveman but the ladies loved him and he was not a good looking dude he was not oh he was nasty yeah he was just ugly looking nasty and uh when you're at boot camp this i never did this but when you're at boot camp they say what happens at boot camp stays at boot camp so you have married people hooking up like a whole bunch of crap goes on there's a whole bunch of stuff so i remember there was this lady from like the odessa store or whatever and i guess she was hitting it off with caveman she was married whatever and caveman told me like because we were about to go to our room for the night he was like hey man he's like i kind of need you to be a bro and uh don't come back for a while and like i knew what what it meant and I was like, yeah, okay, all right. And so kind of the same thing. I sat down in the lobby. Like, I was watching TV. And uh, actually, the store manager in Denver was, like, down there watching TV, too. He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm waiting to go back up to my room. And he was like, why can't you go to your room? And I was like, oh, because uh, I think there's going to be some company there. And uh, he was like, bro, he was like, if I were you, he was like, i just go in there and make them leave. He was like, you shouldn't be getting kicked out of your room. He's like, you're a good dude. And so I remember uh, Caveman gave me the text. It was like, hey, man, you can come back up. Well, I slept like super, super hard, really hard. And I guess sometime in the middle of the night, I remember waking up. And I remember like looking over and there being some lady in my room. And I was like, what the heck is going on? But I just like went back to sleep. And then when I woke up, this lady was like leaving our room. And uh, it was that lady that was married. And I was just like, bro, like, what the heck happened? And I guess they were doing stuff while I was asleep. And I was just like, bro, like, that's messed up. And, like, the people that I had traveled with, they were like, man, you could have came hang- hung out in our room. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was an option. See, most of the time, you know, you, you kind of didn't want to go knock on people's doors and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, most of the time, everybody's doing their own thing. Right. I, I don't know. At a certain point of the night, everything kind of clicked up. But uh, I OK, I'm going to go into go into another one here. How much do we want to divulge on here, Chris? That's the question. Uh, I don't know, man. Keep it PG rated. OK, so we went to this we went to this restaurant one time and uh, it was interesting because Chris was talking about El Paso. And this was this was probably my third or fourth boot camp. And, you know, they would always have these really big, lavish dinners and everything. And it's all paid for, you know. And so um, I'll put it to you this way. What happens is, you know, you have all the guys that build the store. And then once it's time to come and, you know, put everything on the shelves or stock all the shelves, you know, that's when a lot of the ladies from the other store would come. So the dinner would get really lavish whenever the ladies would get there. Did you notice that, Chris? It was just like, oh yeah, for it sure. Got, it got super lavish. So we were there, and of course, um, I was underage. So like I, you know, couldn't couldn't really drink. Didn't doesn't mean that I didn't. But there was these two gals from El Paso, and boy, they were they were wild. Like they were they were just crazy. And both of them had Marine boyfriend husbands, right? But just you could tell they were they were trying to. They were trying to get them a man, right? Like, they, you could just tell. And, of course, all the dudes were just goo-goo-ga-ga over them, just going crazy. And so we, we go through dinner and everything. We get done with that. We go to the club. And our 
manager, like our regional manager, got kicked out of this club a few nights before. So, like, we had already been ex-nade. And so we're, we're standing in line, and we're all about to give our ID cards. And, you know, this guy is unmistakable. Like, he's He's very huge. tall and very and loud. And so next thing you know, the bouncer says, no, that guy's been 86, which means, you know, he's he can't come in. And so these girls, I've you know, I've never seen this before in my life. She was just like, you're just mad because we're gorgeous, and all your women in your club are just ugly little skanks. And, like, just started going on this whole thing. And meanwhile, the assistant manager was like, oh, you think, because he got kicked out for being loud. He's like, oh, you thought I was loud the other night. He starts howling like a wolf. Like, oh, 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 and starts howling. Meanwhile, these girls are yelling and screaming and everything. It was, it was crazy, man. <laughs> it was pretty nuts. It went from being at a nice, calm, kind of fancy dinner, you know, to just... You know, they were, like, taking their shoes off. and Because at this point, they're yelling and screaming to the point where other ladies from the club, like, they're able to see them through the through the door there, you know. So they're pointing girls out, and they're, like, talking mess to the girls. So these girls are, like, coming through the door, and there's about to be this big old fight in the lobby. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. It was insane. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think this – I think – I don't remember if we told this story, but this assistant regional manager um, – he saw you like punch one of those punching bag games that one time, and then he wanted to start a fight with somebody who was like, "Fuck it!" Oh, all right, all right. I got to divulge into this one since he brought this up. We were in. If you've ever been to Midland, Texas, I've got some friends. Shout out Adrian if you're listening. Uh, got some friends over in Midland, Odessa, and we were at this bar, and it was in the strip club, and it was literally or not strip club, sorry, strip mall. Just crop that out. It was in a strip mall. And it was called Rednecks. I kid you not. It was called Rednecks. And it was just this really bad hole-in-the-wall place. But we knew that it served underage, so we went there. So there's this punching bag machine in the back. And me and Caveman, actually, were back there just screwing around, punching this thing. And I punch this thing, and it goes all the way up. And, of course, when you hit this thing just right, it'll hit the the top little button. And, you know, it says heavyweight, ding, 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 makes a bunch of lights and sounds and all sorts of stuff. So uh, we had been talking with this group that had been behind us, and they were all oil field workers. And if you know anything about oil field workers, basically what happens when they – if they hit their oil deposit early, like if they hit oil early and get get what they need to get done done – quickly they get a bonus so these guys were out early so they had this big amount of money to spend so they're in their shot shots you know they're celebrating having a good time we had had a few with them everything like that this assistant regional manager for whatever reason walks over to me and goes hey so uh well he wasn't assistant regional manager he was regional manager but he he goes hey so uh i got a question for you and i was like yeah what's going on He's like, I saw you hit that punching bag back there, and uh, I just want to know if I punch this guy over in the face, you got my back. And I was going, hold on, hold on. Why are you going to punch this guy in the face? Because this guy was huge. Like, you know, this guy, you know, the the manager was huge, but this was a big, burly, oil-filled guy. I mean, big old guy, like just dude I wouldn't want to mess with. And he's like, you going to have my back? And it's like, well, you're my boss. I kind of have to, right? And so – he goes over there, and I'm terrified. He grabs the dude on the shoulder, 
turns him around. And, you know, he says some non-family friendly things, so I'm not going to say exactly what he said to the guy. But next thing you know, you know, I think the guy's going to slug my boss in the face. Nah, he just, he's, he's so drunk or whatever, he just starts laughing at the guy, puts his arm around there and goes, you stupid gringo, another round of shots. They ordered another round of shots. We keep drinking. Everything's fine. What a crazy time, man. Those boot camps were uh, something else. I don't miss that time in my life at all. Uh, but, you know, good stories came out of it, for sure. Yeah, life experiences. Um, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to go back. But, yeah, no, fun times. Fun times. And speaking of fun times, we are going to move into our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And that's our jail report. You know, I'm one thing I will say, I'm very glad that I wasn't uh, a part of anybody's jelly donut or jail report at any point because uh, things got pretty crazy. But anyways, so this week we're going to be talking about um, former police officers on Reddit talking about their weirdest or craziest arrest stories. They've Gotta love had. some Reddit. Yeah. Gotta love Reddit. Yeah. I, it's a time killer, man. It is a time killer, but I like looking at Reddit. So this person says... My wife's grandfather was a retired police officer. He worked in the Monterey, California area in 1967, where there's this famous pop festival, apparently, and it's a huge event for the area. And so, uh, basically, of course, all hands were on deck for the police department. They're expecting fights, drunk crowds, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. They were even expecting the Hells Angels Biker Club to be there, um... And so what was weird about it, and they kind of digress about it, funny enough, the Hells Angels actually kept things civil at this occasion for years. They actually helped police, and they would also break up fights and things like that. So, you know, people are always scared of the Hells Angels coming there, but they actually um, helped keep things civil, uh, wildly enough. The police weren't the only ones that were worried about potential fights or had heard about potential fights. There was a sailor who was coming back to port, and heard about the festival and heard about the trouble. And so the police officers, I don't know if he was drunk before he got on shore or after, but he was drunk um, when the grandfather responded to the call that somebody was um, out in the street with a weapon in public. So he showed up to the scene and he found the sailor drunk, of course, carrying a weapon. And it was a large ball and chain style mace with a heavy spiked head. He claimed that he had it for self-defense. Um, the sailor was then arrested and put into the you know drunk tank to sober up for a little bit, and then the medieval weapon was submitted into the evidence room. So the next morning, the sailor left uh, sober, but he forgot his weapon, didn't, didn't go by and get his, uh, his mace, and he never returned for it, apparently. So um, the wife's grandfather was able to take it home. So... He then gave it to his wife, the the person who's talking, and because they had had a Renaissance style wedding, so that was one of the gifts was the mace ball and chain from this event. Who has a mace ball and chain? That's weird. What is this medieval time, bro? I just see him swinging that thing around. Like what the heck? That's weird. I know, right? I was just going, man. That's that's pretty crazy. This one's pretty short. You'll think this one's pretty pretty funny. Um, so this lady was a manager at a city pool. They had the cops called for a man because they were forcibly baptizing all the kids in the pool. That's pretty funny. So uh, the, 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 the pool manager cleared the pool, and he said that he, the, the man who was baptizing the children wouldn't get out of the shallow or the, 
he wouldn't get out of the shallow end of the pool. So the cops get there and they get into the pool. So he swam to the deep end where he wasn't touching the bottom. So police literally just waited him out until he tired out and they arrested him. But the rest was eventful, but it was a full standoff where he wouldn't get out of the deep end of the pool. How are you going to be baptizing people, quote-unquote, baptizing people, and then refusing to listen to the police? That's messed up, bro. Like, you can't forcibly baptize somebody. That defeats the whole purpose. It's a choice. But that's... I used to baptize my brother in the pool. I would hold him down for a little bit, but you know. That's what I think is funny about the entire thing. You know, there is some... I think it's weird as an adult, but definitely as kids um, growing up in the background that we did, I don't think there is a kid out there that didn't do that. Like uh, we did that in the pool. I- I've done that in the pool with a bunch of people. It's like, I baptize you in the name of Jesus. And, oh, you know, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple of kids still do that. Like some of my church kids, I've seen them do it. I'm like, well, that's, that's good. You're practicing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's just a thing. So when I saw that, I thought that was pretty funny. All right, so this person uh, got pulled over when they were in high school, and uh, they bought an IBC root beer, the one in the brown glass bottle, right? And uh, was on the way to school. They got pulled over by a cop, and of course they see the brown bottle in the cup holder. Asked them if it was beer, and the cop didn't believe him when he said no. So the kid hands him over the root beer and the cop smells it and then says, have a nice day, took it with him and drank it. Wow. That's funny. At least the cop was like cool about it and stuff. Cause it's like, he could have been like, Oh yeah, I smell alcohol. Da, 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 da. But at least the cop was cool about it. He didn't have to take it though. <laughs> he could have left it. It's like, I got to submit this in evidence. Evidence in my belly. Anyways, so the next part, this corrections officer had to book a chicken into the jail. This chicken was, and actually it was a rooster, so let me clarify that. But this rooster was booked, and pretty much what happened was they failed to show um, three consecutive hearings because um, there was a ticket being contested in court about this chicken blocking the city traffic at a certain point. So... Pretty much, it became a chicken at large, and um, apparently one of the neighbors found it, and then animal control picked it up, and then it was booked into the county jail. But my thing is, who writes tickets for a, for a rooster? Like, my thing is, why would you do that? Yeah, that's stupid. You you must not have nothing going on, bro. Like, you must not have anything going on at all. I'm just saying. People, people are a little weird. Um, or some police departments take things a little too much. So last one here looks like, um, this police officer says that, uh, he witnessed this local person steal a roll of razor wire. So if you've ever seen razor wire, it's the stuff that's like on top of, uh, prison fences and things like that. They're real sharp stuff. And apparently he threw it on his back and attempted to run away with it. Uh, he was only wearing jeans and a, t- a thin T-shirt and no protective gear at all. So the razor wire is, you know, of course it's really, really bad. So it ended up tangle, like entangling him and as he was running. And, of course, so he's getting cut and stabbed, right? But he's so devoted to stealing this thing. The cop's watching this happen, and he's, like, whimpering and yelling explicitives. 
and he's just still running with it until eventually he drops it and runs away but then they just followed the blood trail and arrested him for the attempted theft <laughs> my thing is why are you trying to why steal razor wire steal it, though? um what, kids what if deal? you know stealing's not good first of all but second of all if you're going to steal razor wire you might want to have like a protective suit or something you know something's going to protect you because that stuff will cut you up All right, man. Well, that's all that I have for the jelly donut. Shall we go into the donut hole? Let's do it, man. All right. So on to the donut hole, which is our mix it up segment where we can basically do whatever we want. Pretty much what we're going to do is a little bit of sports trivia. Now, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and preface this and say I am not expecting you to know most of these items. It is okay. I just thought these things were a little crazy. And so um, it's also one of those things that's interesting to see, okay, do you think this is true? Do you think this is false? So we're going to go into it. You ready for it? So number one, true or false, since 2015, 75% of the Heisman Trophy winners have either played at Alabama or Oklahoma. True. The University of Alabama or Oklahoma. True. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So for those of you who don't know, the Heisman Trophy is like the pretty much the MVP or most valuable player trophy for college football in the United States. Um, but yeah, 75% of the, of the players have been from Alabama or Oklahoma. Crazy. Okay, next one. The Philadelphia Phillies have won more World Series than the Atlanta Braves. True or false? False. That is false. Philly only has two. Atlanta now has four. So, doing doing good so far. Doing Boo! Good. Nobody likes the Phillies. Just kidding. All right, so here's the next one. Here's the next one. Uh, LeBron James has a career um, points per game average. So, how many points he scored a game? all through his career. Um, his average is higher than Michael Jordan's was for his career. Is that true or false? Ooh, um, I feel like that's true, probably. That is actually false. Oh, thank God. <laughs> LeBron James' average for his entire career, his points per game average is 27.20 points. Michael Jordan still leads the league. Um, all time with 30.12. So he averaged 30 points a game. And crazy. that's why Michael Jordan is still the GOAT. I don't care who you want to debate with. It's uh, just a fact. All right. Thank you. So here's the next one. True or false? No quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl the same year that they led the NFL in pass that's yards. That's a tricky one. No, 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 no. I think that one is false because Tom Brady, I feel like, has – led the league in pass yards, and gone to the Super Bowl multiple times. So I feel like that's a false statement. That actually is false, but you're actually wrong about the Tom Brady thing. So your 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 favorite person, Patrick Mahomes, broke that here this last Super Bowl when he just won. But before that point, there was only six times that a quarterback had made it to the Super Bowl the same year that they led the NFL in pass yards, and they lost all six times. Well, good for Pat Mahomes. Tim Duncan, who was a star for the, the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA basketball-wise, still has more career wins, including postseason wins, 
than the Minnesota Timberwolves have in their entire franchise history. True or false? Oh, I feel like that's a true statement. I feel like that's true. That is an absolute true statement. Tim Duncan has 1,158 wins overall, and the Timberwolves' entire franchise history is 1,105 wins. That's sad. That's very sad. You know what I think of when I think of the Minnesota Timberwolves? I think of Air Bud. That's the only thing I think of. <laughs> that's the only thing you think. I think about um, I think about Garnett back in the day when he first got there. All right. Um, so next thing here. True or false, over the last three seasons, the Carolina Panthers are the only team to have thrown more interceptions than th- than touchdowns. Is that true or false? I feel like there's another team that's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. So I'm going to, but that's a very odd statement. I'm going to go with true. That is true. So over the last three seasons, the Panthers have thrown 50 interceptions to only 46 touchdowns. That's bad. That's bad. And they've had six quarterbacks in that time as well. Yeah. We don't talk about scam Newton. <laughs> All right. The next one. Dana White was on an elevator with a famous fighter named Frank Trigg, and they got into a fight for 10 floors. Is that true or false? Um, I feel like that's false because I don't feel like Dana White could go for 10 floors. So I feel like that's false. That is false. But you know who actually did? Chuck the Iceman Liddell. No, it was Bruce Buffer. So, story has it, Dana White, Frank Trigg, and Bruce Buffer were all in an elevator, and there was a um, a discussion that broke out in which Frank Trigg karate chopped Bruce Buffer in the throat. And I didn't know this, but Bruce Buffer has apparently been um, fighting since he was 13 years old. And so, he literally fought the dude for 10 floors but apparently at the end of the 10 floors when the elevator door opened they shook hands and they've been friends since so you telling me they couldn't put that on tv and win some make some money off of that they should have done that that's what i'm saying i would have loved to watch bruce buffer fight all right so the next one dwight howard has more rings than tim duncan uh i that is true that is true that is true dwight howard has more rings than tim duncan that is false Dwight Howard only has two rings. Tim Duncan has five. Well, shows you how much I know. <laughs> hey, no worries. But uh, Oh, I was thinking of Dwayne Wade. I'm oh, sorry. No, That's who I was picturing. No worries. That's who I was picturing. No, big Dwight Howard. It's all, it's all good. Oh, yeah. With a little head and a big old body. Yeah, yeah, that dude. That dude. All right, so you ready for this? So the Hawks. This is this true or false? The Atlanta Hawks basketball. Team. The Atlanta Hawks, the basketball team. Uh, last season, they started this. They started the year one and one in two games, two and two in four games, three and three in six games, all the way up to thirty games where they were fifteen and fifteen. Uh, to further that, the Hawks went overall in their season. They went thirty nine of thirty nine, and. Um, to make things even better, sorry, um, no, that's that's pretty much it. So, thirty-nine and thirty-nine, basically, they were all the way five hundred throughout the entire thing. Is that true or false? I feel like that's true because that was a very oddly specific fact. Yes, it was a very oddly specific fact, and I probably should uh, have uh, made it a little bit more vague. Uh, to make it even more crazier, though, you ready for this? The Hawks average points per game 
was 118.1 points per game, and their opponent's average against them was 118.1. So literally they were 500 down the board, including the points per game for them and their opponent. That's some eerie juju. That's weird. Are we sure it's not scripted? Yeah, it might be. You never know. Everything's scripted these days. All right, so last one here. Here on July the 7th, for the first time ever, the Cubs beat the Yankees in New York. Is that true or false? Um, Man, they had, they've been around for a long time. I feel like that's false. It's actually true. The Cubs had never won in New York up until this year, July the 7th. That sucks, bro. And they've been around for like 100 years. That's hey, sad. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Some of these sports facts are just really, really weird that you would not – you wouldn't think, you wouldn't think, but, but yeah, man, those are, uh, that was our, our donut hole. You actually did really, really well. There's, um, you know, it was some weird stuff throughout a bunch of different sports. So that's pretty good, man. It's really well, good. There you go, man. There you go. All right, man. Well, I can already tell you fired up, you fired up. So what are we, uh, fired up for our, what fries my donuts? Oh, Chris, what fries oh, it? Oh, I'm fired up. This isn't what fries my donuts, but I am going to touch on this. You notice how uh, only older people get mad about having to use the self-checkout? Have you noticed that? Why did? Why is that, man? Like, I, I see people complaining about having to do check out their own groceries, and it's only older people. And I'm like, bro, like, that shows you how little you value people that work at the grocery store because you're so upset that you have to check out your own groceries well let me tell you something here if you want the prices to stay the same you're gonna have to check out your own groceries but that's not what fries my donuts you know what fries my donuts all right and so just so you guys know micah is not like very he's not overly obese but he's also not like a string bean either okay so micah let me ask you this would you consider it rude if someone that you kind of like barely know or relatively know, someone that you would call an acquaintance, if they came up to you and said, hey, man, uh, you need to stop eating so much. You got a little bit too much meat on your bones. You need to stop eating so much. Would you consider that rude? Oh, yeah. No, that's absolutely rude. Now, on the contrary, and I see where you're going with this, if it was somebody like you, you know, I'm not I'm not hurt by it, but like somebody that I don't really know or an acquaintance, yeah, rude. Yeah, that's rude. So why do you tell skinny people, oh, you don't eat enough. You're barely skinny bones. You just need to eat more. Why do you tell people that? That's rude. I feel like that's rude. There are some people that are not able to put on weight no matter how hard they try. Like for me, in it, as an example, I just have a very high metabolism. It doesn't matter if I eat all the time. It doesn't matter what I do. Like, I just can't put on weight. But people always want to comment on skinny people like, oh, you're about to blow away. You're just skin and bones. And I'm like, you wouldn't tell that to a to a heavier person, would you? So why do you tell it to skinny people? Yeah, that's messed up, man. Now, it, it does happen a lot as well. It's just, or even if you have seemingly lost weight, like I'm not in the same boat as you, but I've, you know, I've gone and especially relatives, if you go and visit relatives, they're like, oh my gosh, you're looking so thin. You're looking so thin. We need to really, you know, feed you while you're here because it just doesn't look. And they start questioning your eating habits. They start questioning about what you do. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I, I eat fine. 
I eat fine. You know, it's it's not that big of a deal. It's like maybe I wanted to lose a little bit of weight or something like that. But I totally get where you're coming from. It's not anybody's business. And I'll put it to you this way. My boy Chris, it is true. I've seen him eat a crap ton. And I'm talking a literal ton. And this man can't put on a pound. Like, he, he can't. It is well, what it I'm is. I'm not just talking about that. I feel like there's also a double standard because you know what also people do? People go, oh, you're so quiet. You need to talk more. Why don't you talk more? But you wouldn't tell a person that talks a lot. You wouldn't say, hey, you really need to stop talking. You need to be quiet. Like, you shouldn't talk so much because if you did that, that would be rude. And I just hate this double standard where it's like, oh, yeah, if you're skinny and you don't eat enough, there's a problem with you. Or if you're too quiet, there's a problem with you. And it's like, bro, just let people be themselves. Like, there's going to be loud people and there's going to be quiet people. And just because someone is quiet, that's just them, bro. Like, just let them be them. And that's why I get so frustrated when people say that stuff. It's like, you wouldn't tell a allow person to stop talking would you because then they would look at you as rude. and it invokes the same emotions i mean you feel the same exact way on both ends i'm sure yeah right? exactly i and it's like i am self-conscious about my weight because there have been people that were like oh yeah what do you wear like a boy's large and it's like no like i wear adult clothes but like you wouldn't make fun of a I mean, I guess back in the day people did make fun of like overweight people and some people do. And it's one thing if you're like so morbidly overweight that it becomes a health concern, like yeah, you should probably say something to your friend. But at the same time But there's also a way to say it. Yeah. Exactly. If you're genuinely concerned about somebody's like weight or something, you should say something to them. But if you're just like one of these people that's just making comments like I'll my, you're about to blow away. We need to feed you more. Like, you're going to die. And it's like, no, I'm not. Like, just stop. I get what you're saying because to me, that's no different than, you know, going up to a heavy person and going, hey, Tubbs McGee, maybe we need to put down the spoon and the fork. And it's like, geez, okay, that's not cool. That's not cool, man. Because, you know, on the on the contrary, like Chris said, there's even some large heavy set people that can't control their weight a lot of the times. Listen, I, I I got a family member who was born big pretty much, and just their, their body is just built that way. And some people just like exactly. that. Exactly. That's why I think you should just let people be the way they are, man. Now, if it becomes a health problem, like if someone is like having anorexia or bulimia and has like a legit eating disorder, then yeah, you should probably say something. But also too, you also have to evaluate like, what is my relationship to this person? Like, if I don't really know this person, then chances are this person is not really going to listen to me. But if I have a relationship with this person, then yeah, like, it's in your best interest to say something. But yeah, that just fries my donuts about this double standard, and I'm getting tired of it, and I want to say something about it, but then it's like, oh no, then I'm the rude one for saying something. Because they're just trying to help. That's all they're trying to do. Now, and there's a way to say it, too. Even if you don't know somebody, right? And for some reason you feel compelled like, oh man, I, you know, I need to tell them because, you know, they look like they're, they have problems and, you know, my mom had the same issues, right? Or something, right? And you can kind of help out with it. There's a way to go about it, I feel like, too. Like, you don't say like, oh man, you're just skin and bones. You're just going to blow away, aren't you? Like, there's, there's a way you start off and say, listen, I don't know you too well. And I might be way out of place with this. Just go ahead and let them know, like, hey, I already know where my place is. And it's probably not to tell you this, 
But, hey, I feel like I probably should, so I'm going to. I feel like, to me, even afterwards, I'm not pissed at you. Like, okay. You know, they're just telling me. You know, they, they find it weird, too, but they, they wanted to help out. I get that. But that's all that really fries my donuts. But, yeah, we're going to move into our next segment, which is our mystery donut. And that's our improv segment. And I think we got fortunately, unfortunately, on the books today. We sure do. Unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately, one of my favorite ones. So let's go ahead and pick a scenario out of the hat, and we'll uh, we'll go back and forth. Okay. So, uh, oh, this is kind of funny with the jail report getting arrested. Okay. All right. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and start. Fortunately, my crime wasn't that bad, so I should be getting out tonight. Unfortunately, you have a long history of past crime so you probably won't fortunately i know the judge so you know i'll probably get a nice pass unfortunately they will probably have to retry you because it'll count as a mistrial fortunately i have really good lawyers so if that happens he'll just pay off the next guy unfortunately you can't afford those lawyers because they're very expensive fortunately what i got arrested for was robbing a bank so we're good Unfortunately, the government seized all that money. Fortunately, I shipped most of it off to the Caymans, so they don't know about that account. Unfortunately, your accounts got frozen because the person that you trusted to handle your money screwed you over, just like in Rocky V. Hey, Daryl. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next one. All right. All right. We'll do one more. Uh, let's do... Um, let me think. Um on a road trip okay all right fortunately we are almost to our destination unfortunately we only have 20 miles of gas left fortunately there's a gas station right there unfortunately the prices are ten dollars a gallon fortunately i got a nice raise at work so it should cover unfortunately your baby mama's garnishing your wages for past child support payments due. Fortunately, I'm not worried about that right now because I have some uh, beef jerky that I'm going to eat. Unfortunately, it was Jack Link's and it was $12. Fortunately, I have the Obertos here as a backup. Unfortunately, they made a bad batch and it's going to make you sick. Fortunately, there's this is a nice truck stop bathroom. Unfortunately, they're closed for cleaning. Fortunately, I'm just gonna go upstairs to the other bathroom. Unfortunately, a trucker took a large dump and it's unusable due to smell. Fortunately, I'm just gonna take a dump in the urinal. Alright. Alright, you win. <laughs> Alright, yo, we are gonna move into our last segment, which is our eclair, and that's our positive advice. So, buddy, I'm gonna let you go first. Alright, so we've said this before, we've said it before, we're gonna say it again because listen. This week, I've had some things happen with some people near and dear to my heart, not Chris, but people near and dear to my heart who have gone too overboard with work, stress, anxiety, panic, whatever you want to call it. And so the thing is, take care of yourself or it will catch up with you. And I'm talking about your health. It will catch up to your health. Your body will make you stop at some point. And I'm not doing that to scare you. But at the same time, there's a lot of times that we have this mindset of let's just push through or let's just get this next thing done or let's just do this. When your body's screaming at you, telling you, hey, you need to stop. You need to take this day off. You need to take, you know, the rest that you need. 
it's the weekend. You don't need to be doing this and that and the other thing. You need to be resting so that you can be up for this next week. My thing is, it's a lot easier said than done because a lot of times we have responsibilities and things that we're doing all, you know, a lot of the time. But we have to purposely make this time to rest or else, you know, the thing is, you might end up in an ER with the problem. And you don't want that to happen because it's not a fun place to be. And so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, take care of yourself, guys. Take care of yourself. It's really easy to overwork yourself. It's really easy to get really stressed out. It's really easy to get that blood pressure up. And, um, you know, if that's what it is, find yourself that hobby. Find yourself that restful point. Find what you can cut out of your life so that you can have more time to rest. Good stuff. My eclair is be a thermostat, not a thermometer. And a thermometer reacts to the climate around it, right? It reads off the temperature. But the thermostat sets the temperature around it. And so some sometimes it's so easy for us to be reactive instead of proactive, but we all have the ability to be the thermostat, whether we're at work, whether we're with our friends or whatever. And that's simply by choosing like how we're going to let things affect us. Like everybody else around you may be slacking off at work, but you could be the thermostat and choose to do the right thing. Everybody else around you may be choosing to, uh, you know, have a bad day, but you could be the thermostat and choose, choose to be positive. You know, everybody else can be making bad choices and doing irresponsible things, but you could be the thermostat and choose how you want things to go. So don't be uh, reactive, be proactive, and you set the climate around you. And when you're a thermostat and you say, you know what, I don't care what everybody else is doing, like I know I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to have a good attitude, that stuff is contagious, man. And sooner or later, people will catch that around you. And so be the thermostat, not a thermometer. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We're almost to the end of this puppy, so we're going to talk about uh, where we can go, have a good time, and that's TVTrashCan.com, TVTrashCan.com. Also on our social pages, Instagram and Facebook, come find us, man. We want to talk to you guys. We appreciate y'all, and um, we appreciate any and all listeners from wherever you're listening from, whatever um, medium you're listening from, whatever your favorite one is, we appreciate you. And yeah, man, I'm. It's it's been crazy. These things go by too quickly. Yes, they do, man. I think we're only twelve away from one hundred, which is kind of surreal for us. And uh, we're gonna have a special hundredth episode for you guys. Uh, we're twelve away, but yeah. Uh, also, tell your friends about us and tell them to check out TVTrashCan.com. Tell us to check us out on Spotify. YouTube, wherever you listen, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're working on some things for you guys, and so we'll be rolling out some stuff for you guys soon, so be looking forward to that. But yeah, man, that's all I got. You want to take this to the trash? Yeah, heck yeah. All right, uh-huh. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. Little trail mix, booty time! Uh-huh.